How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Bucks, the Thon Maker Edition. I'm Eric Name. As always, Frank Madden is joining me. Frank, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about a positive thing, which I feel like we haven't <laughs> had enough of. Um, and um, for the record, uh, I think we're going to keep calling him Thon Maker rather than McCare or McCure or whatever... Whatever that that uh, thing was, I think Jim Paschke reported it. That Thon told uh, Howard Beck from Bleacher Report that what up Beck? Maybe begrudgingly admitted that his name is pronou- is not pronounced uh, Maker, but um, <laughs> it's still Maker in the media guide, or it's it's not it's not in the media guide at all, or it's not on the uh, uh, game notes at all. His, his name pronunciation only Giannis and Mirza have their names in the pronunciation guide. So I'm just gonna keep going with Maker. I think Thon doesn't care because he's like a nice kid who's a rookie and doesn't <laughs> want to create problems. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, maker, maker it is for now, until until otherwise, and and then we can. Fortunately, we can continue to make sort of puns uh, based around that. So this is the Maker's Mark um, <laughs> edition or or whatever of the Lockdown Bucks podcast. But and one um, and one thing I will guarantee is that. If that pronunciation changes, you're going to hear about it first here. There's no oh, doubt yeah. about that. Frank Mann does you. not let that slip. If 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 it turns out there's an umlaut in Maker that we didn't know about, <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be all over that. I'm gonna be all over that. Um, uh, I guess the reason why we wanted to record a, a Thon Maker special edition podcast is one we can't control ourselves from talking way too long so we couldn't fit it in yesterday that's first and foremost uh but second we wanted to do one because it's positive like frank mentioned and third don maker's playing actual basketball um and that's that's something that's definitely something uh in the last let's see one two three four five games he's gotten two starts the first one came against Miami. Uh, he played 18 minutes. Uh, obviously, that was a loss, and he got that start because of uh, the quasi-suspension of Jabari Parker, whatever you want to call that first-quarter benching and third-quarter bench, whatever you want to call it. Um, because of that, he gets a start. And then uh, on uh, against the Celtics he, uh, on Saturday, he gets an actual start. Um, if you want to call it that, he ends up only playing 10 minutes. So um, I, I know pregame I'd ask kid, okay, if Don is starting and that's the guy you want to look at, does that mean he's one of the two centers that will play? Because they, they'd kind of gone to that look where it's just the starter and then Monroe for 28 to 32 minutes. And that wasn't the case. Henson did end up playing seven minutes in that game. So not quite the the full starter that that you'd want to see um 
but still, he plays ten and a half minutes, uh, scores four points, gets a block, a steal. So he's playing actual basketball and not looking terrible. And I think that's where we were against Miami. But do you think it was even a step higher against Boston? And, and even in Toronto, he scores eight points in eight minutes. In those two games over the weekend, did you think this is a step above Thon surviving? There, there are mom- Were there moments where he was thriving? Were there moments where you were excited and thought, okay, maybe this guy does deserve to start and maybe this guy does deserve to play more? Well, so I think the, the word deserve maybe isn't the word I would use. Um, I mean, on, on pure merit, I still think that you're probably going to get more out of even Plumlee or Henson just from a consistency standpoint. And I'm sure some people are um, scrounging around for tomatoes to throw at their um, <laughs> their iPods right now, or iPod, their iPhones. Um, nobody has iPods anymore. Um, perhaps your Bluetooth uh, Alexa or however you look. Your car radio. Car radio, yeah. Who knows? Your computer, um, something. Right. But, uh, you know, look, I'm... I'm not going to say that like Thon is, you know, uh, at this point, like a massive revelation who's going to help turn the Bucks season around. I think, you know, every every team, it's weird because every time he's been on the court in the last week, let's say going back to maybe even the Spurs game when he hit a three and got a dunk and yeah. just kind of all over the place. It, it's he, He's kind of like in this like amusing territory where he's playing with so much energy and running around and fouling i mean he picked up two fouls very quickly uh against 48 the seconds celtics <laughs> 48 seconds in he gets two fouls and i was glad that kid didn't just pull him immediately because that's the thing i hate the most when guys who are obviously not trying guys who are not going to play big minutes when they get fouls and the coach acts like he has to treat them like they're you know 35 minute per game starters that you have to oh we gotta save him for those other seven minutes he's gonna get tonight exactly it's like whatever who cares like use your fouls um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Kid thankfully actually let him continue to play a bit. Although he didn't do anything until the third quarter. And I think, you know, it's been interesting because, I mean, they got up to a really slow start. Not that it was necessarily Thon's fault on Saturday. Um, but he's always sort of teetering on the brink of making plays and being sort of this tornado of, like, arms and, you know, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> arms and teeth and fingernails and um <laughs> and and sort of like making plays and actually yeah. like you know energizing the defense and you know kind of like i mean especially at home energizing the crowd um and also then also just sort of like running around and maybe having the chicken with his head cut off thing in, in a not so great way but uh but i think we're sort of tilting more and more we see glimpses of of the good side of that um and being that kind of constructively chaotic type of defender is um is something that i think is super positive to see and and seeing him be able to um you know obviously we've seen him shoot threes throughout the season um going back to his garbage time stints um haven't seen him shoot a three i think in the last couple of games and probably because he's been playing center so they're trying to have him kind of roll more because there's just honestly not as much real estate on the perimeter anyway but um but yeah, it's, I think it's been really encouraging because he's, again, there's there's mistakes and, you know, over over exuberance and things like that. But um, but he's finding ways to make plays. And I think the interesting thing was um, you asked Giannis about 
the play specifically a sequence he had in the third quarter against the Celtics where um, you know, he gets a block. They get he gets a block. Celtics hit it back. Celtics miss a shot. He skies for a rebound. They push it back up the court. Jason Terry because Jason Terry always finds the young guys <laughs> for dunks. Drives middle, dumps it off. Thon gets the dunk. Crowd is going nuts. And then he had another layup, like I think on the next the next time down the court. And you asked Giannis about that because you know I think I think it's David Thorpe has talked about you know like with young players you look for them you know can they make like three plays in a game or can whatever you string it them is, together right? yeah right. And, and I think that's what we saw, right? Yeah, it, it definitely was. And let me first start by saying this. That sequence was, I'm trying to think of a multiplier enough, 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times, more impressive and better than anything Thon has done at the, the, thus far this season. I don't care if he broke Birdman's ankles. I don't care if he got a dunk some other game. I don't care if he blocked some shots somewhere else. Like, those things were fine. They were fun. They they were fun for everyone to enjoy. It was fun to post it on social media, make a Vine, R.I.P. Vine, um, put it on Twitter. What It was fun to do those things. But that sequence was more important, more significant, and better than anything he's done this year. And it's not particularly close. And like you said, to me, it seemed... It seemed like a moment you would see from Giannis's rookie year because it was, like you said, it's a it's a chase downish block in the half court. It goes out to the Celtics, and then his guy he go, he kind of closes his guy out that ends up taking a shot from the middle of the floor, and it bounced off the back of the rim. And then it, it wasn't just skying for the rebound; it was skying for it and pulling it down with one hand, which was totally optional. He he didn't need to do it, but. Damn it! It looked cool. Uh, I think he, I think he kind of mistimed his jump. I think that's partly why I, th- he I think too so early, too. and then yeah. he kind of caught it on the way down. Yeah. Um, but that's encouraging. I mean, he's a guy that, um, unlike Giannis, his hand size and and ability to kind of handle the ball has occasionally been been questioned. So anytime he, anytime I see him snatch a rebound, um, you know. Oh, and my, we're my, and my, we're getting I, I, to a little, that. A, a little tear. A little tear wells up in my <laughs> eye, and I just feel so proud. And I'm getting to, and, and I want to continue that. So he goes down, gets that rebound, then they they get into the half court or whatever, and that was the thing that excited me was that he didn't catch that pass for a lob. It was a catch right around the chest area in a dunk. And so often in summer league, that was a play. I think we saw him struggle make not not the first two parts, but literally just the catch and the dunk. And, and we saw it in Toronto. He, he had a nice little one where I think Brogdon might have found him, uh, cutting on the left baseline where it was quick catch, quick dunk. There was no messing around. There was no problems with explosion. It was just quick into the rim. And, and we haven't seen those moments. Um, so literally all three parts of that play were just, just so impressive because you, we we really haven't seen him make a block like that. We haven't seen him grab a rebound like that, and we haven't seen him catch and dunk. We haven't seen him do any of those things consistently. And he strung them together. And like you said, that's kind of the the rule David Thorpe has for can a guy be special? Is can you string plays together rather than just making one spectacular play? Can you can you string them together? And yeah, when, <laughs> the funny part was when. I brought it up to Giannis. Obviously, they lose another game. Giannis is in a good mood. I would say Giannis is 
in a bit of a funk right now. It's probably close to the the least confident or maybe the least happy. And I, I mean, Giannis has a general exuberance to him. And the last couple days, that's kind of the least exuberant and happy I've seen him. And, and after that game, especially, and I asked him a, like a first question, and it was fine. And he answered that, but then but he mentioned Thon in his answer, and I, I just started to say, well, when you saw that sequence, did that sort of remind you? And as soon as I said remind you, he kind of cut me off and was like, yeah, that I was thinking the same. And then I finished it. I was like, did, did that remind you of something you would have done your your rookie year? And then he's like, yeah, that that's exactly what I was thinking when I was out there, that, that it that looked kind of he smiled, the same and he smiled way. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and and you could tell that he did, he did kind of one reminisce a little bit about what his rookie year was like and having those moments, and and I think that was the thing that was exciting about Giannis was seeing those moments where it would be a block and then he would get the ball back in transition and get a dunk. So you could, you could as a Bucks fan, you have those happy memories of remembering that time of from Giannis, and then if you saw that play and thought of anything else, I just don't know what else to say. Cause as a Bucks fan, that was immediately in my head. I was like, Oh, that was a Giannis rookie year sequence. That's That's exactly what it was. And it was just cool to see Giannis say that. And then I, I honestly thought it might've been even more telling when I talked a little bit more with Giannis was that he, he very much said, you, you know, that's the kind of play that gives the building a lot of energy. It gives the team a lot of energy. It gives me a lot of energy yeah. and and in my head all I could think of was oh maybe maybe Giannis wants to see a little bit more of Thon maybe he wants to see Giannis maybe he wants to see Thon play more and, and maybe he thinks that's something that Thon can do on a more regular basis and and I guess that's where I want to go next do you think that is something that Thon can do on a more regular basis and do you think we'll start to see him do that on a more regular basis well I think it's going to be fascinating to see what happens here with this with him being in the starting lineup you know kid talked about how they they had to find a way to get him more minutes um and i think that speaks to the fact that he is bringing something on the court right um you know i don't think jason kid is doing this because you know he wants to lose games now but thinks this is in the best interest of the franchise five years from now right um and i think a lot of bucks fans would would probably be fine with you know taking a step back right now um, in the interest of trying to develop a young guy like Thon and, and getting him minutes next to these other you know young players who are more advanced than him, especially given the other options at the starting center position. Um, but I don't think, you know, given where the Bucks are and their desperation to win, I don't think Kidd would put him out there if he thought it was, you know, he wasn't ready to, to make some plays and, and potentially have, have, you know, periods where he's going to help. And there are going to be periods where he doesn't help, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I think what, but I think what's really remarkable about Thon, and you know, I I, I don't like making the Giannis comparisons because they're just such different players. Oh, and, I hate it. You know, I get, absolutely hate it. You know, and and Thon, even if you believe his, you know, the, his listed age, I mean, he's a year older than Giannis. What than Giannis was, you know, even at his youngest sort of listed number, and he's probably older. And I'm not going to relitigate that, but yeah. um, but he's obviously a guy who does not have high level experience, and that takes. Normally, that takes a lot of time, right? To to go from playing against, you know, high school kids um, in Canada to uh, playing against NBA players. I mean, that is a huge learning curve, regardless. And 
um, that's where I think the Giannis and Thon comparisons are are valid, right? Coming mm-hmm. over and and having to kind of make that leap. And you know, again, if you can come in and be productive, even if you have really bad moments, even if you look lost at times, even if you you know have your chicken with the head cut off at times moments, um, if you are productive and you you know show that you can even just in in fleeting moments you know help your team go on these runs and and make an impact i mean that is really encouraging and that is something that you know for all these losses we've seen of late i mean in the grand scheme of the bucks universe if we're seeing hints that thon maker is actually going to be a valuable you know nba starter caliber player um that kind of swamps everything in a lot of ways um you know, and, and again, I know people are going to be frustrated with losses, and and I and I totally get that. Um, and it's not to say that you know they should mail in the rest of the season or something, but again, I mean, Thon at this point, you know, again, he's going to have some bad moments uh, if he plays a lot of minutes. You know, I, I don't I don't know if his body can hold up playing thirty minutes a given night, yeah. but playing 10, 15, 18, maybe you can get him up to twenty at times. Um, you know, I think that's, that's sort of the question. And, um, you know, again, we, we may not see him start. We may not see him, um, playing, you know, 10 minutes every half or seven minutes every half moving forward. Um, because, you know, the irony of all this is that the Bucks crowded center rotation, Jesus Christ, it got even more crowded, uh, (laughs) over the last week. Um, but I think the other piece of this, I want to mention before we, before we move on is. What's so important about this is, well, there are a lot of important things. Thon being productive is the most important thing. And he was productive when he was playing garbage time. He's been productive here over the last few games where he's actually playing real minutes. But what is especially important over the last few games is that he's playing center. He yep. is the Bucks starting center. He's gotten minutes at center in Toronto. And, okay, um, you know, he, he's not a guy that you're going to want to run out and have to defend one-on-one against, you know, uh, DeMarcus Cousins and, you know, guys like that, Joel Embiid, you know, like, okay, look, he's going to get trucked. And realistically, those guys truck most centers in the NBA. But he's going to get especially trucked, <laughs> and and that's okay. But, but you know, we're seeing him kind of start to get some of his minutes, and, and I don't know um, – I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the best way to sort of manage that entirely. You know, maybe you want to get him more minutes of power forward so you don't totally overwhelm him physically. Um, but obviously there's more minutes available um, at the center position when you think about, you know, underwhelming guys uh, getting rotation minutes that spin at center where you've seen that all year. So the fact that he's going out and, and making some plays and actually being pretty productive and, you know, showing flashes, especially defensively, I think I still have as many questions as before offensively, um, <laughs> you know, is he going to be more than, I mean, first off, if all he does is like hit, you know, 37% of his threes and dunk stuff around the basket. I mean, that's hugely valuable. That'll um, do. I, I still don't really, yeah, I still don't necessarily see him as a guy who's going to be like putting it on the floor and being like dynamic in any kind <laughs> of way, which is the other reason why I hate comparing him to Giannis. But, um, but defensively you kind of see, of late you're seeing that okay i think he can play like a big guy he's not necessarily rebounding at like center rates i think his defensive rebound rate was like 18 percent right now which is a bit below it's below Giannis, for instance you know normally you want to see a center 
up in like the mid twenties or something like that. Um, but he's at least looking like that. We've seen, you know, some rim protection at times and all those things are really important because obviously you, you have to bank on him getting stronger and, and, you know, the whole thesis of Thon on this team is that eventually he plays, can play center and be a stretch guy and, and make your team even more, more, more dynamic and more interesting. And I don't know it, we're seeing some, <laughs> some encouraging stuff. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I thought the big thing, the, the Miami start and playing 18 minutes was cool, but at the same time, I was like, well, he's playing it at power forward. Like, I don't know if I'm like, again, it's great to see him play 18 minutes, but I don't know if I, I can get totally excited until I can see him at center. And like you said, that's what he's been playing this this over the weekend. He, he, did, he did get some minutes against Whiteside in the fourth quarter of that Correct. game, yeah. um, which was maybe like the first time we've seen him against like a real center in the mm-hmm. NBA. I mean, even in summer, he didn't really play center. So um, so that's probably where it started, but you're right. I mean, the he didn't start the game at center. Yeah. Um, so he didn't start their quarter at center. It was really only in that at that end. And since then, we've been seeing that's that's sort of the that's the change. The yeah. yeah. So getting to see him there, and then I guess I'm going to try to touch on all the stuff you mentioned. But I guess the big thing is getting 15 minutes is fine. Like there's 48 center minutes to split up, and let's see, Greg Monroe. Greg Monroe deserves all 48 right now. Um, but you can't play Greg Monroe 48 minutes. So you got to you got to find a happy spot there. So 15 minutes means what? 33 minutes for Greg Monroe. He's done that in recent games. Like that 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 isn't something that's all that I mean it's not that of a like a, a crazy outlandish idea. Like that would be something you could get away with. But again, I think we we would want that number to be a little bit lower. So you don't want it to be 33. You want it to be closer to 30. So that means 18 minutes for Thon. And if he is playing 18 minutes at center, I think he can survive. And if that means he starts the game and after four minutes comes out and then Greg takes a, a longer shift, like, okay, that's, that's fine. Because um, when you look at what Plumlee or Henson are doing, when, when they're starting those games, they're not playing – much more than I, I'm trying to think the last time either of them went over 20 minutes in a game. That's just not something they've done this year. So give those 18 minutes to Thon, fine. That's great. Um, I guess when we mentioned those two, that's where this is kind of interesting is that you have all of that money tied up in those two. You have four years, 52, and Henson's still getting paid $11 million a year. So you have a $13 million man and $11 million man sitting behind a 19 year old who's getting paid pennies um but like you mentioned on twitter i think over the weekend that's the exciting thing like the bucks have kind of capped themselves out there there aren't a lot of moves they can make in free agency they just don't have the money to do so so thon hitting would would be huge that would help them alleviate uh, many of the of the concerns if they can hit on that at a cheap rate and kind of get through i can't believe i'm already saying that about a contract that was signed over the summer but if they can get through the plum league contract if they get through the henson contract with (laughs) with on like okay well like that's not the way you want to do it but uh, you survived it and uh you were able to find and develop a player that could work so uh, i think that's that's a big part of it as well and I guess the the thing I find most interesting is when you talk about the Giannis Thon comparison is always 
kind I, I guess my biggest fear is don't don't make his ceiling could be as high as no I'm not gonna say it. it's not as high as Giannis is it's it's below it it could be as a, as a superstar whatever you want to say it could be as a star but you said something very important that if he's a starter that's good enough like that's a that's a win getting him to be a starter is a win and to be a starter you look at like you said maybe being able to do a little bit of rim protection um being able to shoot 37 percent from three like those are very valuable things from his position and and those are things that not a lot of people do and you look at uh at trying to find comps and stuff i know in the last couple weeks a bunch of people have asked and tried to figure out what is Thon, who can you compare him to, and I think Serge Ibaka is kind of like the ideal form of Thon, is that he's not going to do a lot of ball handling, you don't want him to do that, you just want him to help space the floor and help protect the rim, and I think those are things that we've already seen that Thon at least hints at being able to do those things, and I think that's very exciting, and the off the dribble stuff i don't care i don't want to know anything about it i don't want to see it like i thought one of the funnier moments was you get that awesome sequence from thon and then like you said i think it's a layup on the next possession and you can tell he's feeling himself he's excited to be in that game making some plays and then (laughs) i think he tries to take olenek off the dribble and oh it was bad I, i i I'm trying to think if it ended in a turnover. Either it ended in a turnover or he had to like kick it out and made like a bad pass or something. But no matter what, it was like, oh, Thon, I, I know you're feeling yourself right now, but you feeling yourself should be someone getting you another dunk or you getting a three, not you trying to take this dude off the dribble. And it was the same thing. Like when he got stuck in the post, Olenek was pushing him off the spot. So when you say, well, if he faces Cousins, if he faces whoever else, that guy is gonna bully him a little bit well Kelly Olenek bullied him a little bit so yeah he's got some work to do on the strength but that might not be the the most important thing right now so uh, like you said it we're in a spot where I don't know what Thon could be I still don't think we're totally confident on that but damn if I'm not intrigued (laughs) these last couple games this last week or so he's got my attention yeah I think um it's interesting, you know, with the the rise of of these uh, perimeter oriented big men, and I think it used to be, you know, perimeter oriented big men were guys who were soft and just wanted to shoot three pointers. And now you're obviously seeing this whole new generation of of NBA big men like the Embiid's, Porzingis's, Towns, um, Jokic. You know, these guys who uh, you know have the ability to step outside and and hit threes, um, but they're not limited to, 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 or, you know, they're not just doing that, right? They, they can go inside, they can mix it up. They, um, have other skills. Um, in many cases they can, you know, make plays defensively, especially, um, Embiid for sure is already an impact player defensively. Um, and so I think, yeah, I mean, it's the thing with Thon is just, you know, um, I mean, you alluded to it, uh, if, if he is even a, a an above average starter or even to be honest, an average starter, correct. Just, um, just a starter. If he's an average starter, but he's able to do things that are maybe not normal for a center, like shoot threes mm-hmm. and be hyper mobile defensively, um, then that is potentially, you know, 
of, of huge value to a Bucks team that, as you were alluding to, you know, has a ton of money invested in the center position. They absolutely, I mean, you watch him, watching him play now. And again, we're early, it's early, right? Like whether he's actually going to play a lot of minutes at center the rest of the season, I mean, who knows? Um, I mean, that really depends a lot on sort of the whims of the coaching staff and their willingness to sort of put up with the inconsistencies because there is going to be absolutely inconsistency and there are going to be nights where, you know, he's probably going to look unplayable against certain guys and maybe mm-hmm. certain matchups and just, you know, because he just, it's not happening on a certain night. Um, but there are going to be other nights where he's going to really make a nice impact probably. So it'll be interesting to see sort of how they manage that moving forward. we got this road trip starting in Utah where, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert is not exactly <laughs> the kind of guy you want to throw a, a young, impressionable, um, you know, raw big man. I mean, the these game. next three games are brutal. Uh, yeah. Gobert, well, I mean, then Jokic, and then I mean, Tyson I, Chandler. I tell- like, I mean... I mean, granted, I don't think Thon, I mean, Thon, you know, if Rudy Gobert rolls to the rim, I mean, I think Rudy's, what, shooting like 68% or something this season. Yeah. Um, if Rudy rolls to him, he's going to dunk all over Thon probably. But um, wh- what do you want to do with Rudy Gobert on the other end? What what would be the most magical thing if you could Please take Please get him Gobert? away from the rim. Get, get him, him away, away from, from the, the rim. rim. I, I'm, I'm putting Thon in pick and rolls, and I'm telling Thon, load it up, man. I don't care, you know, <laughs> Thon either airballs or hits threes. Don't worry, man. Just just let him rip. Let's let's <laughs> let's hope that first one goes in. Let's see if Rudy has to come out on you a little bit and, and kind of see what happens. And um, yeah, it is interesting. You know, as he's been playing center, he's been shooting fewer threes. But um, but it, that, in that game in particular, it might be might be very interesting to to see if they maybe try to encourage him to maybe roam outside a little bit more than usual. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think in general, you know. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm I'm still a long way from saying Giannis or uh, Giannis, uh, Thon is you know a, a future star, all star, whatever. I mean, I think we're still in the. He has a lot of potential. I think, especially defensively, I think that's really where his big potential is. Um, but if you have a guy who can be super versatile and game changing defensively, I think, I think you know when you look around the league, that that's one thing the Bucks just don't have right now is a guy who can change the game defensively as a center. Um, if you have that guy, if you have a guy that that is even you know above average like that, you know maybe not elite, you know rim protector, you know maybe not vintage Larry Sanders, but is anything like close to that? And you pair that with Giannis, and you pair that with the fact that that guy can go over on the other end and and shoot threes and mm-hmm. you know pick up garbage and and finish or whatever. Um, that suddenly becomes really really interesting and. Um, I think the Bucks absolutely need Thon to be good, uh, let's say, um, if they're going to really be able to build a contender here over the next few years because they're going to need somebody on a rookie contract. And I don't think it's going to be Rashad Vaughn. And hopefully Malcolm Brogdon is another one of those guys. But yeah. um, but again, you, you need to get value from your cheap contracts because you just, you know, a team like the Bucks, they're not going to be able to just, you know, go and and pay everybody 10 million dollars and and still have you know a couple stars making um you know north of 20 so um so yeah i think it'll be really interesting i mean what what's your expectation i mean do you do you think that a week from now thon will still be starting like what do you think do you think i mean we've seen that's a good one frank he's the third guy to start at center ironically monroe is the only guy not to start at center um do you think that a week from now Thonmaker will still be starting at center for the Milwaukee Bucks, or do you think uh, 
they'll they'll drop him back and and I don't know what do you think they'll do with him? Seems unlikely, right? Like if you really had to handicap it, it seems unlikely that he would start again at center because I'm I'm trying to think. Plumley for the first eight games, then I think it was Henson for three, then Plumley for another one, and then Henson for what, like 20-ish or so? Um, and then Plum, or maybe even more, 25 to 30, and then Plumley now for four or five, now Thon. Um, oh, man, that's tough. I'm going to say... With the trade deadline looming, no. They'll try to give they might try to give each of those guys one more one more last ditch effort to to prove to other teams that John Henson or Miles Plumley is worth something. And and realistically I think the only guy that's worth trying to do that with is Henson. I mean and I'm yeah, obviously I've yeah. I've been pro Plumley in terms of like who actually is a better fit around Giannis because um, he turns Giannis and Jabari into good pick and roll players. Yep. Um, but uh, I don't think you're going to move, you know, Plumley when his contract. But Henson, I don't know. I mean, if you can give away, I mean, honestly, like if you can give away Henson on to like for like an expiring deal, um, I mean, I'm in. I think at this point, uh, from a money standpoint, um, I don't know if that's really a bad thing. You know, well, it's definitely a good thing. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, John is a nice guy, but. Um, you know, again, we've talked about it. Your your salary your salary structure is kind of heading you towards more and more pressure against the luxury tax. And, so, do you think yeah. Thon is still starting at the end of the week? Um, I think he will start at least another game or two. I mean, I think we'll see him probably get more start. I mean, I don't think he's going to just disappear from the starting lineup. I don't think he's going to disappear from the rotation. I think we'll probably see him in fits and starts. I don't think. No pun intended. I don't think we're going to see him like <laughs> getting 15 minutes every night because I think kid again, and I know this frustrates people, but it's sort of ironic because I think I, I, I see some people say like, Oh, I can't believe like the bucks haven't gotten a consistent rotation. And it's like, well, I mean, if they had a consistent rotation, then half the people will be complaining because like the wrong mediocre players are playing over the other mediocre players. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I get it. I mean, the big thing is that from four to thirteen, like, what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's a problem, right? I mean, Correct. If, if you you need, ideally, you know, again, and this is always the thing every fan base wants, you know, to take a bunch of nickels and turn it into a quarter, and that's really not how NBA trades work. Mm-hmm. Um, despite what people who send me trade checker <laughs> um, things often suggest, but um, but that's the hard part, right? It's like, okay, well. Yeah, I mean, you could just start John Henson for forever. We saw what happened. It doesn't really, like, it's not really, like, pushing you forwards. Yeah. You got these other guys who, who knows, maybe they're better, like, you know, and, and they're people. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I that's one thing with, with Jason Kidd, as much as, you know, obviously we will criticize um, his, you know, defensive scheme and, you know, his how long it took him to realize that three-pointers are good on offense and blah, blah, blah. But, uh I totally get that you you know you can't just bury guys you can't just bury like five guys on your roster for the entire season <laughs> like he, yeah. you know especially with the team being healthy other than the Middleton injury like they really haven't had injuries so um, and I mean like even so the you gotta you gotta throw these guys a bone sometimes I mean it's it's just like kind of maintaining I think a locker room right I mean yeah. 
granted, like Rashad Vaughn isn't great, but I, look, I get that. Like if the guy's been working hard in practice or whatever it might be, or you want to understand if he can play and are we going to extend him? It would take up his last option. You know, like yeah. you have to see guys play and, and it's, it's just one of the hard parts of being, you know, running a basketball team when you have, again, a lot of so-so players who, who aren't differentiating between one another. Yeah. And I mean, like even, even the warriors, like Ian Clark will randomly get, a night where he plays 30 minutes uh, and like those teams are good enough where it can just be like oh we're gonna sit out kevin durant tonight for rest like the bucks don't have that like that luxury where there's guys that they can just be like yeah we're gonna sit this guy and we're gonna start this guy but like mcadoo will start or javel mcgee will start again like that's like you said, like that's how you kind of maintain a locker room. So I mean, and- Anderson Berejao was getting a lot of minutes last year, right? I mean, yeah. That I will say that's like the one thing that I've done less of. Well, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm being hypocritical. I mean, we still complain about rotations, but yeah. I think the ultimate thing that as fans we gravitate towards is complaining about rotations because it's like kind of the easiest thing. For you us always to can, no matter what, figure out. You know, yeah, but. I think, and I think it's fine to say like, why is this guy? I mean, I think it's fine to complain about rotations, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's fine to assume that like you're the only fan base that has problems with their coaches' rotations because pretty much every fan base has problems with their mm-hmm. coaches' rotations. And again, this is not, I'm not trying to be a Jason Kidd apologist, but it's like, you know, Magic fans have watched Frank Vogel, who we like as a coach, yeah. play Aaron Gordon as a small forward, even off the bench, you know. The Nuggets watched Mike Malone take 20 games to realize that Nikola Jokic is his best center. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, he's not going to work that, with Nurkic. Like, yeah, it's like, OK, yeah. so there are all these, you know, kind of funny things. You know, I mean, Thibodeau has been playing Gorgie Jang and Towns together. And maybe that's finally beginning to work a bit. But, you know, for a long time, everybody was like, well, why are you playing him as you know, Towns is like a power forward and mm-hmm. his defensive RPM was garbage and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, these things happen for very different reasons in many cases. I think at a minimum, I would say the smattering of, um, you know, guys going in and out of the lineup. Again, it's difficult. I'm not saying it's actually a good thing for a team, but, you know, again, I'm, a, I'm more of a Mirza Toledovich guy than a Michael Beasley guy. But Same. do I do I think that Michael Beasley should never ever play? No, I, I think you have to play him sometimes. And sometimes, you know, he's like a home run hitter off the. You know, he's like kind of like a home run, like a big, uh, like a pinch hitter who's like just will randomly hit home runs. Like some nights yeah. he's just going to be great, and you're going to be happy you played him. And some days you're going to put him in, and he'll stink in seven minutes, and you're going to be like, okay, let's not go back to that. But um, <laughs> but it's it's hard. I don't know. Okay. Well, this we we went way off the we went way off the thumb maker train. But, we did, but it, it but was it whatever. was all relevant. It was all good. We're doing a great job, Frank. I'm just gonna pat <laughs> us on the back. <laughs> um, all right, that'll be good for today. Um, maybe we can we can talk some more about rotations tomorrow. Um, but during that one, we'll actually be able to preview uh, the Jazz game as the Bucks will be done with their days off and. Uh, be all ready to go on Wednesday to start that three-game road trip. So that's what we'll talk about tomorrow on Lockdown Bucks. For Frank Madden, this has been Eric Name. This has been Lockdown Bucks, and we will talk to you tomorrow.